Can you just talk through it? So you took, what are the key sort of red flags if someone's thinking that they're in a cult? Because it's a fine line, isn't it, often for, for people to discern? It is. Yeah. And so there's many flags. And Yanya Lalich, if you if anyone hasn't read her book called Take Back Your Life, is an amazing book. And that was the first one I read that really helped me to identify those flags. So I'll just tell you four of them that I often talk about in interviews. I use the word cult. And the first one is um, a charismatic leader, which mm -hmm. was Keith Raniere. The second one is you for it's a utopian society. You know, it's a society, a community that is special, that is super supportive, and it's it's not even real. Mm. The next one is um, L for love bombing. So whenever anybody in a relationship or anywhere that you go, there's too much, too fast, just too much attention, too much love, too much uh, everything, just the embracing that's called love bombing. So that's another big red flag. And the last one is thought reform. Mm -hmm. Thought reform is really when they're trying to get you to change your belief system, right? I mean, and they're, they're asking you to change your belief system about a lot of things. And so those are the four that I think are really big and easy to identify. And of course there's, there's many more, but those four were very clear in the beginning for me. I didn't identify them because I didn't know about them. Yeah. But when I look back, they were all right there. Um, in terms of what other people are going through at the moment, um, and let's take what's happened over the last three years. With mm -hmm. what you've learned from coercive control in a cult environment, can mm -hmm. you see that playing out in other areas of society? And if so, did you? is that a new thing to you? Um, I definitely see it playing out. And I think the first thing that I really um, was started to become aware of was this one-on-one -on -one narcissistic mm. um, relationships. I started seeing that more and more for what it truly was. A, a narcissistic relationship or a narcissistic person is using the same methods as a cult, exact same thing. And I started seeing these methods in a lot of different places. You see them sometimes in the workplace. You see them in politics. You see them you know, uh, in a lot of, a lot of areas. And so I became very aware of that after you, my experience. How do you deal with it when you do? I mean, I know every situation is quite difficult, different, but in terms of narcissism is something, you know, for me, I hadn't even heard of it five years ago and mm -hmm. now there's a lot more awareness of it, but yeah. I find it quite funny, <laughs> Kelly, where everyone is always accusing other people of being a narcissist. <laughs> But quite often, the people, so I can honestly say the people that first introduced me to what narcissism is, I then became to realize they were the biggest narcissists that I'd actually <laughs> met. So how do you deal with it when you come across this in your, you know, everyday life? Well, I think we all have narcissistic traits, right? I mean, you can, it's kind of like a spectrum, right? We, and so you have to look at that spectrum but if you have a person whose intent, I believe, their intent is to control, to gaslight, to put the other person, to hurt the other person either emotionally or what have you, that's when I think narcissists, that's when you have a real narcissist, right? And so I think you can throw that out and say, oh, so-and-so is being narcissistic because they're on Instagram all the time and want to show themselves off. I mean, that's a different type. Yeah. I think that type that we're talking about is when it becomes very hurtful to another person, another group, that kind of thing, another community. Mm. 
yeah I don't, it's it's weird how much it's showing up at the moment and as you mm-hmm. say once you see it you start to see little bits of it to different degrees everywhere and it it can be a little bit shocking I mean what keeps your faith in humanity <laughs> have you got <laughs> faith in humanity because it can be hard at times so that's why I surround myself with animals yeah there are moments absolutely where I question you know um just the the world right Uh, but I also really feel like inside everyone there is this piece that I call glorious and I really believe it's in almost everyone there are people that I that we know that it just isn't but I do believe it's there. And I know that so many people are struggling with like what I talked about before, being accepted, being okay and things like that. And sometimes our, our mechanism to, to defend ourselves comes up and it looks pretty ugly sometimes. Yeah. So I like to look at people and understand that they're all struggling, right? Mm. And, and when I, and I really try not to take things personally. So that's a huge key. If you can understand that if somebody is behaving in a way toward you, that's not very nice. It's really all about them. Yeah, It's not about you. It's about them. And if you can turn that around and understand that it's really, they're either having a bad day, they're feeling threatened, you know, a, a myriad of things, then you can just see that person as another human being who's struggling and it's not about you and you can go oh, and walk away. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at sort of the lessons you've learned and you apply it to the bigger picture of what's going on globally mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of people, it's been very obvious over the last three years about how much of a fear state a lot of people are or mm-hmm. you know, how much of that, probably too much for this conversation about how much is coercive mm-hmm. to put them in there. But do you find that you can shut off from a lot of that noise and not let that affect you now that you've you've embodied these skills yes and I you know I don't let that in my house for Mm -hmm. one thing so I never have the news we haven't had the news on in the house for 15 years I just don't have it on right Mm -hmm. do I check in with the news on online yes so I, I know what's going on in the world but I also keep my environment as balanced as possible and, and, and try to raise the vibration all the time in my home. So I think it's important to have that space for yourself. And so there is a lot of fear in the world. Um, but I also believe that when you lean into it, you bring everything down with you, right? You, there's things to be fearful or cautious of in the world. I was just in Africa, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things to be cautious of in Africa. And that was one of the things that I learned there was, you know, every step I took, I realized I had to be very observant for snakes and bugs and all kinds of things. Right. And then when you take that into the bigger picture of the world, you know, we live in a very kind of scary world, but we also live in a world that we have a lot of control over uh, our own being, our own self, our own vibration, our own clan, all of that. And so there's those two things that are sort of juxtaposed and you kind of have to blend them together and you can be as fearful as you want or you can be as courageous and sort of balanced and say, yeah, this is over here, but I'm over here. And it's amazing how your world will shift that way because suddenly things around you become different when you're no longer fear-based. All your decisions become different. Yeah, You start choosing different things. 
you start seeing different things. It's a whole different mindset. Absolutely. And as you say, it, uh, attracting different opportunities, people, mm -hmm. situations, uh, interactions at every level into your life. So what next for you?